0: Hey everybody, this is the At Nerdvana Live podcast. Welcome to this episode. I guess, what is, is this, number four now? Wow, we've done four of these. And it's a live weekly call-in show. It's streamed via YouTube and Twitch. It's available as an audio podcast. My understanding is we're now on iTunes, so if you want to listen to us when you drive to work next week, go for it. Uh, I'm Randy Pitchford. I'm hosting. Uh, my co-host is Mikey Newman. He's Hello. from FilmJoy. Uh also, movies with Mikey, and Mikey uh, was a writer at Gearbox and a chief creative champion, and other things. At one point, I think your title was executive Mikey. <laughs> I gave myself that title at one point. I liked it, and we're uh, we're streaming live from uh, at Nerdvana. Uh, we're actually straddling uh, the, the the podcast booth that we are in straddles. Uh, the coffee shop and the restaurant and bar. So right behind me is at nerdvana coffee plus shop. It's pretty awesome. They have really rad uh, single source locally roasted coffee. And I also get the decadent sipping chocolate, which is basically like drinking a chocolate bar, and it's amazing.
1: This turned into the Food Network so fast. You like that? You I like did. that, yeah, I do. Actually. They also
0: and they, and there's board games, and they they have a shop you can buy board games, but you don't have to. You can bring your own and play, or you can borrow some from the lending library. On the other side is at Nerdvana, food plus spirits uh they uh it's a video game themed restaurant and bar i eat there three times a week uh we're gonna go there after the show tonight so dinner's on me mikey oh i'm in i never turned down for the the cast and crew are gonna be down there so if anybody wants to stop by and say hi and uh chat please do uh, you're welcome to to come by and and we'll, we'll be there and uh and i i talk about this for two reasons one the at establishment is just awesome. It's like, I I feel like it's literally built for me. And that was fun because that was not a misuse of the word literally. And, um, (laughs) well, it doesn't matter anymore because literally, literally does
1: not mean literally. So that's true.
0: We've changed the definition of the word. We have, (laughs) can I dive through? Which window
1: should I dive through (laughs) as a result? You should literally dive through this window. (laughs) I literally will, Um, which means (laughs) figuratively, so we're all fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't recommend it, (laughs) uh, literally doing that. Um, figuratively, I guess is fine. I am so confused now. It's okay. We're so off the rails. We'll we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. But yeah, it's, um, it's this. So the other reason why I want to mention this stuff is because they let us use the space and it's awesome to be able to have a, a place to do this, uh, with you guys. And I hope you decide to call in and spend some time with us. Uh, we, um, we broadcast live from here. This is a live show. That means anything can happen. Uh, Somebody's going to call in and say some crazy stuff, I hope, if we're lucky. If you have crazy stuff to say or ask, you should absolutely call. We have wildly different definitions of the word hopefully. I am hopeful. I know. Because this is I know you are. Well, this is the only reason why we're doing this. The only reason why I'm doing this is because I think there's a chance that some people might be entertained by it, and I think entertainment is uh, is wonderful. I think I agree. I think I agree. joy and happiness is what makes life worth living, and I think we, if we can spend some of our day trying to create joy and happiness for other people, and if everybody did that, the world would be just more and more awesome. And yeah. we should we should do that. So I want someone just with bonkers stuff to call in. Uh, And maybe be entertaining, but you don't have to be bonkers to call in. In fact, if you just want to call and say hi, if you want to talk to Mikey, I want to talk to me. um, I'm I'm sure you'll want to talk about Borderlands. Uh, We Mikey and I could bring up old stories of when we were working on that the original games uh, together, or we can. uh, And I'm sure you'll want to ask about the future, and I'll have fun dodging that. But either way, it's a live call-in show, and uh, we're we're uh, we're comfortable. I'm comfortable handling whatever you got. And um, the format is, uh, we're going to talk about some nerd stuff that's going on over the last week, and we'll just chat for a few minutes, and maybe the chat will inspire some calls um, or some th- things you guys want to discuss, or maybe not, uh, but we're, we start with that, and then at some point, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start taking calls, and, uh, and if we're lucky, if we're lucky, then some entertaining crap will happen. So, Mikey, what... Uh, What's been going on with you, man? You're doing, like, you're all over you're all over the interwebs with, with doing YouTube stuff and yeah, trying I, to make content. <laughs> I'm not trying. You are. You're making well, lots f- of content. For sure. Yeah, too much.
1: Um, <laughs> it's It's been really interesting because, like, obviously, you know, I had to leave Gearbox earlier this year. It's been yeah. kind of a rough, confusing year for me. I never thought I would say, because, like, people ask me what I do for Like, I meet people in my family, you know, extended family you yeah. haven't seen in 10 years, and they're like, what do you do now?
0: And it's like, I'm a full-time YouTuber. Like you, you, <laughs> you want
1: to cover your mouth, almost. You know, you know what
0: though? That's awesome because that was exactly the way I was when I first became a game developer. Yeah. And I was at a family event, and somebody would ask me, mm-hmm. "What are you doing for a living?" And I'd be like, "I'm making video games." Yeah, and, yeah. And like back then, it was scary and uncool, and there was no money in it. And uh, you know, we did it because we loved it. And I think that's what you're doing right now.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it's it's funny you 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 mentioned the point of of life is joy and happiness because like that's 100% my brand now is joy and happiness, which f- which is a journey I started with film you. Film joy, film joy yeah. is the name of your yeah. gig. That's joy the- joy us media. J O Y U S is the name of our company. Joy okay. joy us. All right. I thought it was clever at I'm the in. time. Well, we were trying to get joy dot us as our web domain. Uh, joy us, like it's a command three digits, to the audience, that's like. Gone. like three but
0: characters that's gone right that wasn't possible
1: well they they came up for a second and they were well, basically we'd have to buy it or something. yeah yeah I'm yeah. Not sure. yeah um but yeah it, it's it's been sort of ups and downs since since starting that because i mean there's there's a learning curve to you've worked at a great company for 16 years and now you have to do everything you're all free in
0: the wild
1: Free was not because like I always felt free at Gearbox. Like sure, that was sure. never. I mean, you guys gave me literally the most rope ever all the time. Right.
0: No, but I'm talking about like you know it's it's you know when you when the little bird leaves the nest and it's an open world. Yeah. And there's predators out there, and sometimes the worm doesn't want to be eaten, no matter yeah. how early you get up.
1: <laughs> it's 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 just been a because like there's there's things you don't consider with like doing the YouTube thing and and the thing that really inspired my confidence in because what I thought was I was just gonna have to take a bunch of contract jobs for making trailers, which by the way we still do. If you need a game trailer, hit us up. But uh which mostly I'm just telling Randy to hire me more. Uh, <laughs> we, no. I think I think uh we're doing we, we, something we are right. yeah, we yeah, are right. actually but we can't talk, we can't about, talk it. about it. Well wow, what a cool <laughs> show they have. Um, <laughs> There was the, the, when all the Emmy stuff was going on, do you remember that? Yeah. Like sort of late last year where basically what occurred was a lot of people that worked on Archer contacted me and they said, we can vote in the Emmys and we really want to put you up. That's and cool. I was like, that's the weirdest thing in the world. Cool. I guess. Yes. Um, and I went through that whole thing and it's like the first time you see your name on a list with like Anthony Bourdain. 1 that's weird. <laughs> 2 I'm a YouTube show. 3 he's a real shit, you know, but yeah, it was it was that kind of list of of people. And YouTube's real, Mikey.
0: YouTube. Well,
1: but but what was cool was cuz the nomination was for the
0: long list where it's like 10 or 15
1: All shows names. are equal. Of course. It's no, I, some
0: some shows are more equal than others.
1: That's where I'm going to end <laughs> on this was I, I had such imposter syndrome about the whole thing. Uh, I was just yeah. a wreck the entirety. Because I knew I wasn't going to make Final Five, like, on the show. Because sure. I wasn't nominated in an online category.
0: Yeah.
1: I was not on- nominated in an actual TV category, category for a
0: YouTube show. In a real category. Y- and you could say it that way. <laughs> um, I mean, part Someone... of me is like,
1: couldn't you just put me up against Honest Trailers? We'll talk. Uh, they beat me anyway. No, it... it <laughs> That, that's where I was like, maybe this is a thing. Maybe if people that I respect that much, because really it was just, well, Archer,
0: they're clearly all geniuses, yeah? So, Well, here's the thing, though. We don't... I've never... We've never done... And you know this at Gearbox. We've never done what we do because we're caring about any awards. Yeah. And look, Movies with Mikey is awesome because in a world where everyone is trying to show everyone else how smart they are by tearing things down and... Uh, hating on things, yeah. you're celebrating the, the work of these artists, and that's and as someone who's created yourself, you know how much you know how hard it is to create. You know how how uh, how difficult it is to focus and yeah. commit oneself for so long to produce something like a movie, any movie. Uh, it's oh, it's for sure. and and so movies with Mikey is it's really cool. i'm I, I'm stoked that you're doing that. I am too and and
1: it's it's funny because you can think of a creator side too, because because when you think about all the nitpicky kind of shows, if I thought about that kind of thing and there were definitely videos like that just not quite as focused on one game and one person or whatever when I was still working in games. Um, it also just is really nice for the people that do work on those things to have someone out there saying like, hey, I mean, if you're yeah. the costume designer on a on a film, if if you're the only good thing about the film, it's cool when someone just says, "Actually, the costumes are the greatest thing about this film."
0: Sure, like yeah, *League
1: yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen* is the greatest thing ever because the costumes. Yeah, Lisa knows what I'm talking about. We do a show together on my channel as well, um, called *Deep Dive*. You should check it out. But we watch bad movies, and all we can talk about is what's good in them.
0: How do you define whether or not it's a bad movie? What's the criteria? To make the cut as a it's, bad it's movie,
1: gen- yeah, I mean, it's everyone has their criteria. Uh, there's good, bad movies that are fun to watch as friends. We're we're generally going down that path. Are you talking um, about?
0: Is it like? Is
1: it a we function of blockbuster
0: Mor- results, or
1: if if it's super polarizing, like Batman versus Superman would be a perfect uh-huh. thing. Uh, we watched Mordecai mm. with with Johnny Depp, which which was that one was really hard to find. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was odd. It was like every decision was like, "Why did you do that?" Um, but we can't sit there and nitpick it. We gotta find the good things. So a lot of times it can be costume design, which *League li- of li- Extraordinary Gentlemen* succeeds on solely, like
0: as a thought exercise. That is an awesome approach to look at anything and just say, "I'm gonna try to find what's good in this." Yeah. No matter like how bad other parts of your brain might be responding to it. And that's a really good thought exercise because all entertainment is subjective. There are, th- there are things that I like that most of the world thinks are absolute garbage. And there are things that I think are garbage that a lot of the world thinks are great. And I think all of us can come up with examples like that. Yeah. And so I think it's kind of fun as an experiment to try to see good, like from other people's eyes that might see good. Did you did you see Suicide Squad? I, I haven't yet. That's totally acceptable. It's and in fine. the queue, though. Maybe
1: take it out of the queue. But <laughs> my my point was, in a movie that has Viola Davis, Will Smith, Oscar winner Jared Leto, yeah. like it's yeah, it's yeah. a it's a deep it's Margot it. Robbie, the best character in it is Jai Courtney. Who we will remember from Die Hard Five and a bunch of like nameless like white guys sort of I grunt a lot roles, and he's the best thing in it because he just gets to go wild the whole movie and I thought that was so odd. Yeah, like I figured Viola Davis would have been you know because she she has a
0: closet full Oscars so I just figured yeah. But I, it was I it haven't was seen it yet but uh, I, I I'm gonna see it. It's it's in the queue. I've it's, got a stack of. Films. It's
1: worth seeing because you will immediately see how it happened i think like Uh you you need like one paragraph of backstory to see how they executed what they executed because they were trying to make something good
0: everyone does that's Uh, that yeah well that's no one starts any creative effort saying you know what i'm gonna suck i'm gonna (laughs) try so hard i want to disappoint everyone i'm gonna (laughs) i'm what i hope to do in this process i remember you saying that all the time what i hope to do is we should all spend thousands and thousands of hours of our lives (laughs) and then horribly disappoint everyone that's that's the plan guys yeah i love anxiety
1: and feeling bad it's kind of (laughs) my
0: yes let's (laughs) let's make it our mission to fail horribly yeah that's said no one ever
1: but it's such a go-to conspiracy theory for because entertainment is a business obviously yeah so it causes because a lot of times decisions well, not a lot of times. Pretty much every time, if a bad decision, quote unquote, like one that affects an audience, is made, it's generally made because they have to make it.
0: Yeah, uh, or sometimes some you know people think something's a good decision when they make the decision, and someone yeah. just disagrees with the decision. You know, um, it's it's tricky. It's it's an impossible thing. I know in video games especially, where the there's there's a couple of struggles that happen all the time. One of them is. Uh, the audience, we we, we want to bring something that we believe our audience is going to love, but we know that our audience will also expect something they've never seen before. Absolutely. And the, the, the tension between trying to invent something they've never seen before and doing the thing that you know they want and everybody loves is an impossible tension. It's 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 cray cray.
1: Do you do you mind if I put us slightly on the spot? Because I I think there's Go an example it. in our so a Borderlands one. Yeah. We I mean obviously you and me were talking a lot trying to find what the tone of that game was because we knew we had none time yeah. and none money like budget. <laughs> That's term. the other we had, problem. We had money not enough. Yeah, time and money are obviously huge. <laughs> not enough. But <laughs> not but enough I time. remember <laughs> when we were working on the the intro of the game the rock and roll intro all that stuff and it was like you you were so gung ho like we gotta like we need this to rule yeah we need the first thing you see to knock the appendage of your choosing off I, yeah
0: I said blow knock your dick off yeah it, probably yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because of like how much
0: and I, I meant that figuratively <laughs> <laughs> not literally of course of course <laughs> knock enough. your
1: knock your figurative <laughs> dicks off um, but thinking back to, to the ending. Because we we really tackled the ending after the intro because we knew that's where we really wanted to to spend and it's like the intro or the 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 end of that game I think fell short for people because I
0: wrote it in about fifteen minutes. Well, I here's I think the ending of Borderlands One fell short for. for a few reasons i mean the Are, ending the the ninja claptrap thing though like, what is oh, that? that was great that was it was a non-sequitur it was just that's yeah fine well no i mean like it, it was such a we it was we, we talking, didn't, yeah yeah we didn't spend assassins. as yeah. much on yeah, yeah. the on the sure. outro
1: of the game because you were you were done with it and yeah, i yeah. i agree with that decision yeah, but yeah. i think that's a really good yeah like if, if i had more time and and ability to 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 add more there i would have but yeah. like
0: yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, it's uh, it was one of those we were we were we were goofing around and we were shooting yeah. in random directions at times, and that's one of those kind of hey, it's a non sequitur, and well, no one will see this coming. <laughs> yeah, of, we we had talked for, about a bunch you know? of stuff, and but like, they, they had also not worked out for a, different yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, to me, the bigger issue was the situation with the final boss fight. That was. Yeah, that was the bigger issue, and um, budget was an issue there too. Well, kind of. From I mean, from my so seat, what some I some of see. it was balance, right? Yeah, Like, yeah, like yeah. It, after thirty five hours of gameplay, it's we, we we weren't sophisticated enough back then <laughs> to tune the boss's uh, fight and capabilities around whatever power the player did achieve. So right, most right, players right. who had gotten to that point, the boss fight was just trivial. Yeah, that's what we discovered, and some people had a real boss fight. I I would rather it be too easy than too hard. But when like. when it, when you can two shot the end boss, like, <laughs> like when it was trivially easy, that was it's Just like what that that's it. Like you go all this pomp and circumstance. There's a scene, you know, Commandant Steel gets wrecked. Well, I, and then, and then you just go pop pop with a pistol, and the boss <laughs> dies. And it's like, whoa, that was I, so. And then, but the the bigger insult was no loot. <laughs> that was like we don't get to live that yeah, one down. That was that was uh, that was the director doubling down on the the original premise of vaults not being vaults but prisons.
1: Yeah, which which was a good idea that I don't ultimate I don't think ultimately fed into the story as we went forward into Borderlands Two and pre sequel because I mean it we just, were it, we were figuring it out too. Obviously. Yeah, no,
0: it, it it was one of those things that underestimates. um it underestimates the audience. We we and, and what's funny is I think the lesson um, that he had was that he overestimated the audience, but yeah. that's actually the wrong lesson. I think that it underestimates the audience. Um, the, the 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 at that point, every player experiencing that was immersed in the game simulation, yeah. and, and and we we owed it to our customer to deliver a reward after the fight, and the the being married to the idea of. Oh, you opened Pandora's box, right? Being married to the yeah. joke. Yeah. Being married to the punchline. Sure. Uh, we we should have written a new punchline once yeah, we've I, discovered that. that I re- remember
1: feeling. having those talks with you back in the day specifically about shifting from this sort of very plot, like arcing plot-centric kind of idea to smaller character stories because I wanted to support... The the Ludo narrative, so to speak, the mm-hmm. story that the gamers are telling themselves. And, yes. Because I mean, Borderlands, the second I lit a little person on fire <laughs> with with the the clipper, I was like, oh, it's that kind of game. <laughs> oh, it's oh, that's the game. Because it, it like it wasn't about you will open Pandora's box. I yes, was like, this yeah. is a world where a guy walks up and yells, "Jesus Christ, titty seen him in here!" Yeah. We like that's yeah. that. Yeah. The- and you
0: could punch a midget's leg off.
1: If if you so were, I mean, you could punch anyone's leg off. Also, little people, but but
0: you know, here's the thing. I I know I know a little person who uh, finds the word midget uh, offensive. I also know a midget who finds the words little person offensive, and they prefer midget. And I don't know what to do. I I is I there uh, is there some other word that's neither of those? I don't know what to do.
1: Uh, so I, 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 try to use the terminology that people are comfortable with. I find that little people on the whole, from what I've seen, I could be wrong and I could be being very offensive right now, seem to prefer that as, as, um, groups and other people have, have proclaimed that that's, that's the terminology. But yes, I, I understand it is sometimes a hard it's world confusing. to know what yeah. the, You call people what they identify as and ask you to. I I agree.
0: That's the best you can do. When when, 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 when you you have a situation, as as we do, where some people are small and they don't agree 100% on what the name for that should be, I want to use the name that all of them agree on.
1: Well, no one agrees. Like but no all one. of us
0: agree, like them and everyone agrees. And and, and sure. I want it. Whatever I I want to do it in a in a non offensive way. Uh, uh, and and hopefully this yeah. will
1: start people uh, having that conversation with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I That's am not tr- part <laughs> of this. If, <laughs> you conversation. if you have
0: an opinion about what what we should use, uh, what words we should use to call our little people, in our I would say if you Video are games. a little person, it's probably if you and if you are a little person, please call, call in. If you have, if if you know the answer to this question, uh, well, let's imagine that in a future game that we do not use the word midget. Let's imagine we use some other word. Uh, uh, what what word should we use? Um, please please call me. We're Antonio. tackling all the small
1: issues today. Oh Jesus! I thought we were going to talk about root beer.
0: Oh my God! Okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so speaking of small issues, um, something that was going down last week was, um, net neutrality and yeah, that nightmare. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? I'm curious what your take is. And, and just for anyone watching that for, if for some reason you're not aware, you're confused about it. Um, I believe, I believe the situation is that there were some regulations, Uh, that the FCC, uh, the Federal Communications Commission, established some number of years ago uh, that uh, prohibited um, some behaviors on the part of Internet service providers, the kinds of um, uh, behaviors that might make preferential service to people that might be paying more or to companies that might be paying more uh, that, that would affect the way we can access or that everyone can access the internet um and 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 use um is it's basically a classic um uh a regulatory control uh trying to interrupt um the possibility of a free market that might not necessarily um uh be a fair market and uh and that that's that's what's in play free market versus fair market and in the pursuit of a fair market, if a free market might not create one naturally, uh, how do we how do we govern it? How do we regulate it? Is it a government job? Is it so? So, so the, the, these rules were in place um, years ago, uh, between two and six years ago, I believe. Yeah. Uh, from the FCC and the new FCC dude uh, is attempting to uh, dismantle those rules and go to a more free market approach. To um, internet service, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's it, weird. Well, I, right? I, I don't think these are real. This is like real stuff. You know, the, you got freedom versus fairness. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it to me it comes down to what is the internet supposed to be and what because I I actually don't even mind solutions that are a la carte. If all you do is I am people and Skype people, like that's what my mom does for example and she wants to spend because well, like Skype
0: is a lot different than I am because videos sorry evolve. well
1: there's like social if if the FCC you yeah. know well not the FCC but like Comcast or Verizon or someone who's offering you internet service your internet service on your phone might be a social networking plan or something uh, so Twitter Skype whatever um, but you can't watch online video or download anything. And one, there's a lot of things that fall through the cracks of that because I don't think you can divide the internet into 15 things and all the them out and say, you get this. Um, I don't know. It's, it, it feels scary and confusing and everyone is running around like their heads are on fire because of what could happen. And then and Comcast, I believe, came out and they're like, you know, the very much, we're, we're not going to do this. We know what it looks like. And it's like, well, you can do it. So... You can't just say, trust me, because you've already done this, like, with every other thing on the, you know, it's, yeah. it's obviously fear, but they're not unfound fears. Yeah, yeah.
0: This it's could tricky. very much
1: change everything overnight. Like if you're paying for Xbox games,
0: I felt like it. I don't know what happened, but over Thanksgiving weekend, my internet sucked on my phone. I'm like, did this shit already happen? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Well, when, when, it, when is it? When is he pulling the? the sw- when is he throwing the switch on it?
1: Well, if if they do, because a lot of people are calling their Congress right now and saying, "Hang on a second, yeah, can you can you stop this?" And every time this has come up. The Like, if you go to Reddit right now, every single thread is is yeah. net neutrality. Um, we've stopped it every time, and I think there's still hope that, that we can stop it. To me, the internet is just one utility that does an infinite thing, an infinite number of things, right? Like... I wouldn't mind it staying that. That would yeah. be good for, for me. Like, as, I, as an online video producer? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's really well, scary that, because that the uses
1: trick. a ton of bandwidth.
0: That's the trick, right? Like, uh, uh, without, without question, uh, our industry, the video game industry, benefits uh, from a consistent quality of service across as many customers as possible. Yeah. So, um, but I... I'm still like so. Uh, another thing, too. Full disclosure: um, Gearbox Publishing is a member of the ESA, cool. uh, the Entertainment Software yeah, Association. Yeah, right. The ESA uh, successfully campaigned with uh, the United States government in order to be allowed to self-regulate for ratings purposes. There was a time when it wasn't clear whether or not yeah. video games uh, would have to be, you know, kept in brown paper sleeves and held behind the counter like pornography well that uh, was
1: challenged multiple times yeah. like once the ratings were even it was it was the enforcement I'm bef- of before,
0: before the before the establishment of the sure, esrb sure, sure, it wasn't sure. clear oh yeah what yeah. was going to go down there was a lot of fear all the policymakers did not play video games and we had the they largest don't. they don't we have we have in fact i believe we have the largest generation gap In the history of our species, right? Like when you think about generation gaps, like I know my grandparents believed that the music my parents listened to was going to bring about the downfall of Western civilization. Um, They thought rock and roll music was the work of the devil, and that happens every ten years. And that that generation did a lot to to suppress, ban, and censor a lot of music uh, in in that era. But even they understood the value of music. They just objected to the content. The generation gap we're faced with today, they don't even understand what a video game is. Like it's a completely, they've never played anything.
1: It's, 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 it's and it's the same with Elvis like, all the you way think, to, to Grant. You think Otto. Trump's
0: got a gamer tag? Like, no, <laughs> I don't. I refuse to believe. <laughs> I like, I'll jump out this window again. Um, like, but don't. But, but, like, the thing is, I want to live in a world when we will, without certainty, we will have a future president of the United States that has a. First gamer of tag. all,
1: Obama was a gamer. Come was he? on, no, I don't know. I, I feel like he had to have been. I was just trying to make a point that he's cooler than Trump, and you were, <laughs> you were remaining perfectly professional and moderate, and being well, like, I, "Was he? I'm citation not, the, my, my problem is, I'm and not. And I'm like, he played Rocket League. I'm pretty.
0: A, I'm pretty apolitical. No, I know. But the net tr- neutrality issue affects he's, me directly, and I'm and, oh, I, and I, sure. I I am sincerely conflicted because honestly, I don't know. I don't know what would happen in either a completely free market world or a regulated. World. We can see what's happened in a regulated world, and it's. In many levels, it's nice. There is a consistent quality of service, Um, but I I don't know what would happen in a free market world, and I'm I'm both afraid of it, but also kind of inspired by it. Like generally speaking, I'm I I tend to be against uh, regulation. Like I was really in favor of our industry being able to police itself. Uh, I hated the idea of the government saying, no, we're going to tell you what the ratings are. And I hate dealing with foreign governments where they do that, like in Germany or Australia. I think that's right. just because it feels like we can't be artists when we're dealing with those countries. And you and I have been in conversations where we've had to think about uh, our art and our content in order to like, think about, okay, what's the implications of this if we launch the game in Japan or South Korea or Germany? right? And we've had to think about the art in the context of different foreign government rules. Um, now we're not ISPs, so we're, we're only, you know, peripherally affected by this. Um, well, give me, give me a read here yeah. in, in a world where
1: let's, let's say, and let's just prepare ourselves. Let's be adults here. Let's say all of every nightmare goes down. Comcast gives you a hundred hours a month for games. And yeah. if you go over it, you got to pay. Like, that's the world. Like, let's say we get there. What do you think the chances of a new ISP sprouting up immediately? that has flat rate, twenty
0: bucks. You yeah, I mean, comp, like, that, do you think like the free market will just create that? I, I don't know. I mean, it could, but there's two there's two possible consequences to. Bad business practices, right? When a business is providing a value, a value, and they're profiting from that value, but they're not operating with sufficient good faith, they're vulnerable to being uh, to to a, to a, a new competitor that will operate in better good faith.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, and we're talking when you're talking about a service, customers do not give a shit about. <laughs> it's not like an identity thing. Like, oh, I really like the shape of this car, right. you know, or I really like. Um, uh, the 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 style of this entertainment. No, we're talking about a service here. So th- there's no brand loyalty. Like we're gonna no. we're gonna we're gonna use whatever's giving us the best quality service for the best price. That's why we all sh- shipped it from AOL back in the day. <laughs> That's, 1, right. That's right. That's right. We don't have we don't have any loyalty there. So so on one level, um, y- you know there there is that. But you know there there, are, there have been times with certain um, industries where it's difficult for a new um, competitor to appear, uh, in a free market world where there are extremely powerful leaders, right? I'm like witnessing it right now a little bit, uh, not a little bit, I'll actually say a lot with, um, I'm a big fan of electric power right? and I really wish, uh, we, we as a, a species and a culture would accelerate towards more electric power, more electric vehicles, but the folks that are in control of the automobile industry. Traditionally, the powerful entities that make combustion vehicles have, not all of them, some of them have uh, worked to suppress the growth and expansion of electric vehicles. And so it's an interesting case where a free market, the the free market could favor the newcomer, but the free market can also favor the the powerful and... and, uh, You know, that's it's if it's free, that means no one's coming in to referee this.
1: There was this great documentary film, gosh, it might have been fifteen years ago now, called Who Killed the Electric Car, which was about how we like figured this out in the late eighties essentially, how to make an electric car and how the automobile industry came after them so much that it that we just couldn't have this kind of technology yeah. and it's still happening now. There are certain cities you can have tes- Tesla dealerships in. Yeah.
0: Like, yep. would they, we're not protecting people, guys. Like, yeah. this is pretty
1: obvious yeah, yeah, what yeah. is going so, on. So,
0: what, what happens? Will it be uh, competitors arrive? But the other option that we have if things go off the rails um, is the policy can always be created. It seems easier to create policy than to well, take it, it down. Well, it used to be well make a policy now it's hard impossible. it's hard to make policy yes it is but it's easier to make policy than to take policy down um it, an and, amendment and, this is the, and it's it's the function of inertia yeah right um uh and everything has inertia even ideas even rules hey uh, this is a cool topic but you wanna take a call yeah we should We've we been ta- ta- we, yeah, yeah. This, this is just us though we're just yeah. gonna talk yeah yeah and that's cool and after this call we can let's chat some more about some random stuff but let's take a call let's see yeah. what we got here um This is, uh, hey Tom. This is uh, this is Randy. Uh, You're calling from Wales. Are you there? Hello. Hi Tom. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Hey Tom, I'm not in Wales. I'm in Derby. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Um, You also might you also might know me as Psychic Hazard.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, right on. Thanks Thanks for for uh, thanks for all your help on there.
2: Uh, it's nearly always a pleasure.
0: How, how long have you been doing it? It, it
2: had its moments. Uh, I joined the forum in
0: 2009.
2: Right, and right as, uh, border, that, right so. as
0: Borderlands 1 came out. Yeah. That's cool.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been around. Right on, man. And, uh, <laughs> well, it, the thing
0: about Borderlands is that it ruined other games for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't feel that bad about that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm okay. It depends. I Sounds great. I don't want to ruin anything. We're just trying to create happiness.
2: <laughs> well, 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 you did, you bastard. Okay. <laughs> Pick well, well, another it's, game. It's a team <laughs> effort.
0: I, I'm I'm a small part of a big team of people uh, uh, that that all are killing themselves trying to make awesome fun happen.
2: Well you did. It means that wow. now
0: I can pick up a game and I'll play it for half an hour and go, This ain't Borderlands oh, man. and that's you done. Oh man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got I gotta confess that um that's been uh I've I've had that for a while too. Both my wife and I we seem to just be bouncing through games, um, looking for the right the right flavor. Chris, my wife and I play uh Couch Co op together. We played All of the Borderlands games, uh, all of them, all the way through multiple times, couch co-op, and in some ways, like some of the influence I had on the game was really just selfish. (laughs) Uh, But um, uh, (laughs) but uh, we we've we've been missing that. Um, There have been some games that have scratched some of the itch. Uh, For example, I'm not sure you know what what your budget is for games, but um, right now uh, uh, we're. We're playing Assassin's Creed Origins, which is not co-op, but it, it does do a lot of things really nicely um, for open exploration, and uh, and it's it's really Christy especially is very engaged with it, and uh, she's been tweeting about it a yeah, lot. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So there's there's some cool stuff, um, but yeah, it doesn't. There nothing quite has that, uh, and I, I'm kind of happy and sad that nothing quite has that. Like I'm happy that you know. We've got our own little angle here that's that's Border, Borderlands harsh. is
1: definitely its own thing, yeah.
0: Like, I'm, I'm surprised though that other people haven't aped it, uh, more. You know, the closest I think from a game design point of view, and it's not quite the same in many respects. I think Destiny got started to started Tonally, tonally
1: there on two different plans, yeah. Planets. I just
0: game design only, yeah, yeah. it kind of started to tread into some but I'm some tone of the boy, so I have yeah, to kind of yeah. from a style thing. point of view, it's a completely different <laughs> game, yeah. Anyway, what, what do you want to talk about, man? Thanks for calling. Uh, well, well, a couple of things
2: um, okay. about Borderlands 3, I'm afraid. Well, you um, know that doesn't exist, right? <laughs> I've
0: not heard of it. I what not- is this? <laughs> we, we, when, but when, if it did exist... Yeah. Okay. But we're but if we're, it an, did we're exist. in a hypothetical world where there might be another Borderlands game. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, you made some comments on Twitch recently about microtransactions,
0: and I was wondering how that related specifically to Borderlands 3. Oh well, what uh, specifically? Hypothetically, to, specifically to a future Borderlands <laughs> game, um, a potential we, possible future yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. We we the biggest mistake I can make would be to try to set any expectation at all until we're ready to announce uh, a, a, a game that hasn't been announced yet. So, I, oh, I, and I, and I and I and I've been punished, like personally punished, when. Um, uh, when other forces have um, sort of driven us to talk about uh, things before they're ready uh, and I I have sufficient uh, control over over this franchise where we don't have to um, announce or even talk about any anything until uh, until we have it um, but I, I but outside of the realm of of uh, a future border, a, a theoretical future Borderlands game. Um, I can talk about topics a little bit. I mean, I—I'll tell you, um, I do. Um, I, I have. Um, I, you know, I think. I think that at the end of the day, uh, we as customers need to feel like we're getting um, more value uh, out of out of an experience uh, than we're spending to to get it. And uh, and I think when a creator fails to give us more value than we're spending, uh, we we are disappointed with that relationship, and we don't want to continue it. Yeah. But but when we feel as yeah. it, when when I as a customer feel I'm getting more value than what I'm putting into it. Um, like w- whatever money I've spent when I'm getting more value out of that in return, then I feel great about that relationship with, with the with the uh, the creator and I want to continue that relationship. And I think it all boils down to that. And um, I, I don't want to be, I have my own feelings about business models um, in the game business, uh, but I don't, even, even within my own feelings, I don't want to tr- be totally dogmatic because I, I think that I think that at the end of the day, it's our duty to try to give more value than we're taking. And the, and the key, the, the advantage that we have as creators is that we can make a thing that many people can experience. And so we get to amortize the cost of what it takes to make the thing uh, across a whole lot of possible customers. And, um, and I, I, uh, I think that's a neat advantage. Um, I, I discovered this, this principle when I was uh, a magician. Uh, before I became a game developer, and I, I was a close-up magician, so yeah. you've seen me do yeah. do uh, my thing, uh, Mikey. So, yeah. so, 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 uh, when my favorite kind of magic to do, I would I would have a group of four or five people, and uh, and that's that's where I was driving the most joy from my part of the equation. But I realized that if if I'm going to be able to if I'm going to be able to survive. And I'm going to put the time and energy I put in to create the entertainment that I'm creating, and the only number of people I can reach are four or five people, and they're going to at best pay me ten or twenty bucks an hour, right? Um, I, I can't I can't make a living because I can I you know it, it takes dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of non-performance time to develop a thing till it's ready to to be performed. <clears throat> and so, so, so I realized, okay, if I'm going to keep being a magi- magician, I need a bigger audience. Right. And so I started thinking about like, I, I looked at that market. I looked at that industry and I thought like, who's doing the best and how are they doing it? You know, and I was looking at David Copperfield and, um, Penn and Teller, uh, heroes of mine and thinking about how, how they're making it work. And I, I couldn't figure out how I could add enough, uh, uh or, or, or be valuable enough to make that worth it to, to me as an entertainer and to my audience as a customer. Uh, and that that's when I, I started to, s- to figure out that maybe I should try a different form of entertainment. Uh, instead of trying to entertain a handful of people at a time, with a video game, we can entertain, uh, millions. theoretically, millions at a time. And with that, we can put a lot of energy. So for example, um, you can think of like Borderlands 1, and, and without, um, you know, giving to privileged information. Let's imagine that the um, budget uh, that we spent to develop Borderlands 1, uh, we'll call it X. Sure. And then the budget to develop Borderlands 2 uh, uh, was 2X. And that that was a great decision because we right. knew a lot more about how many people we could reach. But then it turned out with Borderlands mm-hmm. 2, we didn't reach 2X the number of people that we predicted we would reach with Borderlands 1. We got close. With with no no we we exceeded it (laughs) by a lot. Okay, I was like so with Borderlands one. Let's say we predicted we would uh, we would reach um, uh, uh, n number of people, and we budgeted around that prediction. But in fact, with Borderlands one, we reached a multiple of that. We reached like like four n of what we. So with Borderlands two, we budgeted for two n. And we actually achieved like... 18 Yeah, 8 or 10 N. Yeah. Uh, So now uh, we can budget even more. Um, uh, So as we're building future things, uh, it becomes a very good decision to put more energy than we've ever put into a thing before. Uh, And what that means is uh, I think the result... Well, without question, the result's going to have more energy in it uh, than, than anything we've ever done before. And I hope that means that on the receiving end, our customers feel they've gotten more value than they've ever gotten before. Um, now, in terms of... Okay. Yeah, in Did all of, of
1: that answer your question, well, for I, there's one more piece. There's one more piece. Uh-huh. There's of one course. more piece. Chapter four.
0: I think that part of part of when we react to business models and evolving business models in the game industry... Part of that reaction is about expectations, for example, when I download on my phone a free to play mobile app sure. that is designed uh, you know like let's say a clicker game yeah right I'm expecting I'm expecting that there's going to be some in game purchases that I can have access to that are really going to be about shaving time off of things that I would otherwise have to wait, the game would ask, ask me to wait for. Like, I mean, th- that, they've, uh-huh. they've they've trained me to expect that. Contrast with, say, for example, Borderlands. If I buy a Borderlands game, especially after what we've we've done in the past, I have an expectation about what, what how much I'm, I'm gonna pay for the game and what things might follow the game and what those might cost, and what shape they might take. And if we lean into the expectation, we're probably going to have people that are very comfortable and very happy with what we do. And if we subvert that expectation and do something wildly different, then we're going to have people that are going to feel a lot of tension and concern about what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and when you compare that understanding with the reality I just talked about, where our investment is much larger, Well, our risk is much larger. It seems from a business point of view that we'd want to be careful about multiplying the risk and we'd we'd actually prefer to mitigate the risk by playing into expectations. Um, But again, these are these th- this is a evolving world and and we're talking about a theoretical thing that hasn't even been announced yet. Uh, it's it, yeah. it, it very likely that a lot will change in the world between now and uh, in technology moving so fast and the business is moving so fast. and that's one of the things that that excites me about our industry. It's very stimulating in that regard um, because it's constantly changing. Mm. Um, so I, I'm sorry I could not hit your your question directly but maybe in a roundabout way i I gave you some insight into the way i'm thinking about it and and maybe and and if i hope and my intent was uh to give people who love things we've done in the past uh as much confidence as i can uh give without without uh you know overly committing myself uh, at this stage uh in 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 the in the thinking and the decisions that we're making yeah
2: i mean i think most people understand that um Uh, Everyone wants Borderlands, a potential Borderlands um, game to be very much like Borderlands 1 and 2, but still be different enough to make it innovative. And, And that's your kind of really tough job, I think. Yes, is to fulfill those expectations while innovating at the same time. Yes, but not too much because otherwise you get yeah. you know anguish and and
0: drama. Yes, yeah, and different um, people have different opinions about where the innovation should be and where it should not change yeah, yeah. at all. For sure. Yeah, everyone's got a slightly different uh, attitude about what should change and what shouldn't. Um, I, am yeah. I'll tell you one of the things, like if you want to get some inside baseball, I have, we have another franchise, which Mikey and I worked on together called Brothers in Arms. And yes. we, we have been, which uh, is an awesome game. Oh, Sorry. thank you. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, absolutely love it. You know, the, the, in fact, Brothers in Arms Road to Hill 30 was the last video game that I directed and produced myself fully. Um, uh, I've been an executive producer of everything since, and I've I've had a deep role in every project uh, since. But I'd, I was total director of of Road to Hill Thirty, and that was yeah. the last the last time I did that. So I've it's a very personal franchise to me because that was the game that created that franchise. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, it's been really challenging. You know, after Hell's Highway, when we were working on the next. Um, the next Brothers in Arms game, and Mikey was working on it too. Um, our publishing partner was really trying to—I don't want to throw them under the bus. Let's say encourage us to go very, you know, go very Hollywood and yeah. abandon some of the authenticity and go more towards um, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, even farther, frankly. And That's where it started. Yeah, it was a slippery slope. Yeah, and I—and I, that to me is always like. I, I feel like our our medium is so much better than that than to just look at a, a movie and ape it. Like I hate, uh, I don't. That can be
1: customer expectation a lot of times too. So the pressure yeah. at least makes sense. But I yeah, it's,
0: it's just I feel like tough. we're better than that, you know. And but um, but it's been a challenge because that led to a deep conflict between myself and uh, uh some some of the folks. Editorial and otherwise, executive on the publishing side at uh, Ubisoft on that, that ultimately led to the destruction of the game that was going to follow Hell's Highway, and me, you know, resetting um, and starting over. And, and in working on that franchise, and we have been working on Brothers in Arms in the background for a long time, and we have some incredibly exciting stuff that we're doing that I'm really looking forward to announce. But in working on it, we, we are changing the formula a lot. Uh, but the values that we're holding on to are mm. authenticity yeah. and a commitment to storytelling and a commitment yeah. to the fundamental tactical gameplay. But in terms of like... S- some kind of mechanics and game flow. It there. It, it, it it's gonna. It's I think it's gonna be a big change. Um, depending on what happens between now and when we're ready to announce announce the product. Uh, but I'm I'm very excited about it, and I'm not afraid of that. And I think I think with Brothers in Arms, it's gonna work. And I think uh, people will be really. It'll make a lot of sense when mm-hmm. people see what we're gonna do there. Um, I think with 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 a franchise like like. Borderlands, it's a little more sensitive. I think the amount of room we have um, to innovate needs to be more in an additive sort of way than a changing what worked in the past sort of way. Um, There's another franchise, though, um, the Duke Nukem franchise, which is an enigma. Um, I I have been up and down, around and around, uh, on so many different creative concepts for a big AAA Duke Nukem game and i've been ready to bet on on a bunch um but it's man that one what's the answer i've spent
1: some mental energy on that one with you too yeah yeah that's a tricky one there there was some cool some cool game stuff me and you were working on back in the day yes no one will ever see that's
0: yeah maybe maybe
1: a couple times actually i've been involved with duke a few times well there
0: you know there's i'm working on a, a movie deal yeah, yeah. Wh- I, which is a space I think Duke makes the most sense, and it's that—that's hap- Like it's—it's. It's, yeah. It looks like it's happening. Like that, that's like we keep going. We the more we progress, in the let's movie- progress all the way. Viola Davis as Duke Nukem. <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs>
1: Casting chat <laughs> back me up. That's not, not the best thing, uh, Casting. <laughs> At least it fills me.
0: <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, food you know, for thought. If you can, if you can convince the suits, um, the uh, uh, it, but that that's a crazy one, and um, and I, I'm really excited about that, and I think that that's going to help that, that one a lot. But every franchise has its own kind of like room and space as far as uh, you know, where you can where you can play where you can innovate and and how you can uh, how you can get through it. Um, I I man I am really looking forward to being able to talk more directly and explicitly about I
1: have like five questions that are going to come out. the of next Borderlands calls, game so. but
0: what what do you mean? You want like do you No, want I
1: have follow-up questions for you just okay. to to create conversation on do you this wanna, conversation. Oh, okay,
0: great. Hey, is there anything else you want to talk about, Tom? Um, there was one of the
2: moderators, Ganjamira, insisted okay. that I ask you okay. just one question. Very yeah. quick answer. Yeah. Um, how many constructor bots would a constructor bot construct if a constructor bot constructed other constructor bots in total? Wow.
0: <laughs> a constructor bot would construct. He's figuring this out for real, by the way. I'm watching the wheels a turn. A constructive <laughs> constructor bot, if a constructor bot could construct constructor bots. I think that was the answer. You know what? Works for (laughs) me. That's pretty good. Um, uh, The answer is four. (laughs)
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: That will now be canon. Until we change our minds. Print it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Uh, well, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, cheers. Have a good one, man. Thanks for calling. Oh, that was fun. Take care, Mucky. Yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah, cheers. Oh, that was fun. Uh, yeah, so so Tom's awesome. Um psychic hazard on the forums has been right. around for uh, a while since Borderlands One. Oh man, how great. Uh hey, if you're on the forums and you want to call and chat, do it. Um don't be shy. We love talking to people. You said you had some questions. Well, so, so
1: cause it because oh, that before, before rabbit do, hole.
0: There might be someone if you're listening and you're not um you're not looking at the stream, what's the what's the number? It is eight Eight hundred. No, five. it's eight three zero. Oh, sorry. Eight three zero. Eight 549 nerd. 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 And I think nerd is six three seven three. So eight three zero. We're doing it old school. Five four nine. Nerd. Six three seven three.
1: Call within the next ten minutes. Get a free pair of oven mints. <laughs> uh,
0: Mikey's gonna sew them himself. Yeah.
1: So so. Bouncing off that call because yes. there there were a lot of There's things. There's all kinds of stuff. Hit me, ob- dude. Make it hard. Obscured in that rabbit hole. Well, I don't. I, I this is this Give me some won't be hard stuff. for you. Challenge me. Stimulate do you, me. Do you think that? And I don't even know why this has never changed, but the the retail price of video games since Super Nintendo has not altered.
0: Yeah, isn't no, that interesting. But inflation it used to be eighty
1: dollars yeah. on Super Nintendo. There yeah. were a lot of eighty dollars yeah. games. Yeah. And we dropped down to $60, yeah. but budgets, yeah. let's use Road to Hill 30 and Xbox One, the first yeah. Xbox, not yeah. the Xbox One TM, the Xbox Original One. Original Xbox. Oh, branding, guys. Um, <laughs> The original game obviously did Colin not, to did to not cost as much as Assassin's
0: Creed Origins, for example. Which yeah. <laughs> you can look at that. I mean, you you have the entire budget of Roll to Hill Thirty was probably like a accounted for in the front end budget of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Just the, whatever they spent on the start menu.
1: But you can look at a game like that. You can see the amount of outsourcing they had to do for, uh, and. Unlimited number of
0: assets. And in sourcing, they've got so many many giant mega studios now. But okay.
1: But do you you think that microtransactions in $60 games um, and the loot crate phenomenon and all that, or loot chest or whatever we're calling them? Um, do you think that that phenomenon is really born out of our insistence? Because mobile games coming in for free and being like, well, I can play it for free, so I don't need to spend $60 on a game. Do you think that all of this sort of conflated together?
0: Mm, I, to- I, think that, I think that you're always going to have people in any market that are going to try to figure out how to um, increase revenue. And, that's, and they're just going to try a bunch of stuff. And different people are going to try different things, and it doesn't matter whether um, the business is um, uh, under duress or if the business is widely successful. They're going to they're going to try to increase revenue, um, but it, if they do that in a way that doesn't increase value to the customer, right. they will run afoul of goodwill, and they will risk losing the trust of that customer for future offerings. So, uh, anyone playing long game is is got to be careful about that um but but look um the 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 i think i think what's actually happening there um the the way that the industry has made up for the fact that the cost of a single video game hasn't increased in the last 20 years uh 25 years uh but uh the cost to develop it has increased by Two orders of mag, maybe three orders of magnitude, definitely two orders of magnitude. The way that the industry has dealt with that is with scale, it's through reaching more people. Yeah, right. in the Super Nintendo era, it was absolutely conceivable to have a video game created um, with the budget it was at its time that will sell. Uh, a few hundred thousand units and which, that was
1: a massive hit which is not a world we live in now cuz you couldn't greenlight
0: if, if a game we, like from- i i have people tweeting me telling me what a dismal failure Battleborn was and we have 3 million customers i still <laughs> play it my sister my
1: nephew and me still play it damn yeah. it we we're, we're still there
0: yeah so 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 reaching more people has been part of the way um and and we've been able to reach more people only partially because the games are great, but yeah. the more important thing is because this medium is great.
2: Inter- interactive grown.
0: entertainment is the best form of entertainment on the planet. Agreed. Without question. And new people in the world, uh, people where all entertainment is a choice, There's yeah. not, all of it's new because they're new people, I'm talking about children as they as they grow up. School aged children prefer video yeah, games.
1: We do call new people
0: children now, I children. believe. Children. That's, that's the th- that's correct term. Okay. okay. So okay. children, right, school aged children. To write that down. <laughs> <laughs> children, school aged children <laughs> prefer video games over all other form of forms of entertainment added together. In fact, ninety-five percent uh, prefer uh, video games as their number one form of entertainment. And that includes music, uh, television, uh, reading, um, film. Any other form of entertainment? Um, I don't know if masturbation's on the list. Uh, I'm not. Because I think teenagers. That would probably be the number one. But uh, you tried. I, you know, <laughs> as, as, a, as a whiff. But you could have given it to me. I don't you know. I given I, it I to took me. it because Elisa gave me the
1: look. You're I had to take candy. it from you. I had to. I thought it was. I like, was. I was. It thinking, was actually okay. I was I
0: thinking just, back to like 14 and 15 year old myself, my own self, and I was thinking. I just I just hit I just that, re-hit the that, ball like the how place? would I have answered the question if I was in one of those surveys and then I realized that I, I, I would have to check other. Let's agree you're <laughs> not you're not wrong. Uh, I might be alone in this, um, and uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so so but but old people don't play video games at all. Like we were talking about earlier, they don't understand it. It's not an option. So um, as all the old people uh, keep dying. And as we keep creating new people. Cold. As we keep creating new ice cold, my friend new people, we keep moving on to saturation. I mean, I am I am in my forties and I still think video games are the greatest thing. And I, I spend all of my free time that I can that I'm gonna spend on entertainment. Uh, playing video games, and yeah. I feel great about that. I don't. They've I, I been feel
1: intensely like rewarding for you as I, well. I, I, so I, I
0: feel like great. I'm making great decisions with my time when I when I when I do uh, when I play video games. Well,
1: you also game as a family, though. Yeah, like, yeah. And you know, I like game Christy alone, and, your
0: son. and I yeah game as a family, and I game. Uh, I, I'll game any way I can.
1: That's it's like smart. And there's so many good ones this year. Yeah. Like a 2017 oh, is the garbage fire to end all garbage fires, but. Games wise, we're
0: crushing it, this and, year. and you know what? The world needs us more than ever.
1: We, have, the we entertainers,
0: when 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 times are crazy, lives. entertainment has even more value. Agreed. Um, uh, but the prices are holding, and as long as we keep growing new customers, we can keep the price holding. Now there have been a couple other tactics, um, and and we've we've played with them. Um, like uh, for example, uh, when. Um, uh, that when when with sometimes when a game comes out uh in addition to the you know fifty nine ninety nine premium triple a like regular skew, mm-hmm. there is sometimes a, uh, a deluxe edition that includes other stuff, uh, sometimes maybe downloadable content or other kind of bonus stuff. Sometimes physical goods are included in a deluxe package. Um, and then and then sometimes there's a limited or a collector's edition that's even more uh, yeah. expensive. We, we did one uh, with Borderlands 2 with the loot chest and I think that was $149. But it came with a lot of stuff. You got a loot chest with all this great stuff in it. And then uh, I think there was uh, there was even one we did uh, for I think a game of the year edition that had a robot claptrap in it that was an actual yes. robot and that thing was like three hundred or four hundred dollars. Self balancing. It was on. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like a Segway but with one wheel. It was incredible. It
1: was such a great answer to the Call of Duty RC car. It was like <laughs> that's cute. Boom. Yeah. Like it was.
0: <laughs> I don't think we'll ever be able to top that, but uh, I hope I hope we do. We'll see. Um, yeah, but hey, um, by the way, if you're watching and you want to talk to us, you can call in. Uh, uh, the number is on the screen, and please give us a call, chat. Um, but yeah, I think I think the combination of reaching more customers and uh, and having some of those different kind of pricing options uh, for customers has helped us uh, stay afloat as an industry. Um, it's it's there there's been some interesting sort of movements through
1: the industry i think when we when we have gone into the the changing of the guard, so to speak, when we go through a new generation. There's yeah. always growing pains. The growing pain of this generation was, hey, you need all the content in the world all the time forever because games have
0: to look like photos now. We, and we, we destroyed the middle as an industry. There's yeah. a whole... Cla- there's a lot of hurting game developers that we just absolutely destroyed. Somewhere studios, Cliffy B is smiling. S- studios shut down. Uh, the middle the middle got crushed in the last transition. And the middle doesn't exist anymore. So you're Agreed. either triple either A... Or you're like, I'm going to say indie scale because you might not be indie, but you might be indie scale uh, or you're mobile Um, and you might be social, but that kind of that was kind of a flash. Social is not really a a thing anymore. Kind of is. But you're either AAA or you're or, or on consoles. You're either AAA or you're you're, you're gone. You're just kind of scrapping along as an indie. Um, one of the things we tried to do with Gearbox Publishing is to create a new outlet for the for the middle yeah. or for the indie that is ready to transition to the middle. Correct. Uh, because we believe there's a customer for it. We just think you have to be smart enough to balance your your costs versus your 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 scale of of the audience you're trying to reach. I,
1: I think the the industry. Because I, I I agree with you, the middle is disappearing by the day, um, but we've seen some really cool uh, successes there between like Rocket League and Battlegrounds, and games that started fairly low to middle, kind of growing into this AAA huge thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when we started Borderlands, we. Didn't we weren't quite sure that it was triple A, you know. Uh, but when we well, you up- let me write it. Clearly, you didn't think that. <laughs> <so>. uh. <laughs> that was fun, though. It was. Do you remember, I'm do you just remember saying, that night? It was pretty low budget. Do you remember I- the Do you remember the night? It was the night before the first day of studio recording, and. Uh, we were up like all night. We were up right? till like four in the morning. Yeah. And I, I sat, I literally sat, I pulled up a chair at your desk and I was sitting next we to there. We made
1: you a tiny, a baby desk with yeah. a Pitchford baby desk next to mine. Yeah.
0: And we we stayed up till four in the morning, uh, and the, the proce- that was fun because that was fun. I would I w- my writing was always very straightforward, methodical. Like I was worried about the information, <laughs> which worked for Tanis. It just needed like it Tanis. No, it did not. Well, no, but I, my, the information was there, but it was not at all entertaining. That's my point, though. Is <laughs>
1: is that it it needed to be? It needed to have the starting point. I actually used a lot of what you wrote, and it was it was super influential because. She needed to well, be I gave that, you a framework. She
0: had to be that methodical. Yeah. But she also had to have.
1: I gave you like, a framework, and you created the yeah. character. Yeah.
0: but but my, my memory of it was so nice, which was, I had I would have this you know method kind of material, and then you would you would write over it. Yeah. And you added. You, well, you we would had a ch- night. Cha- yeah. You would change the style, and and you created character and personality and that's where that's where you mentioned Tannis that's where she was born Uh, and then you'd and then you'd kick it back to me and then I'd notice uh, occasionally it'd be like okay this uh, fine and then occasionally like oh when he rewrote this he lost this piece of information so then yeah, i'd i go write it back in but try to preserve the joke and then kick well, it back to you so and like some like some of the things it would just be like one kickback but there were a couple that were like that stuck for three everybody. or four times we would well, have to kick it back and forth w- we, kept, you, we kept stepping on each other
1: if you remember the intro like when they're all on the bus and you can select your character in that super slick everything yeah, yeah. in there um when you moused over, Marcus would say some things. Yeah, yeah. And I'd written a line originally about how Mordecai looked like a, a Mexican wrestler. Oh, that's right. And you're like, there's, there's no Mexico. There's no Mexico in, in, space. in space. yeah. And you you invented Truxican wrestler. <laughs> yeah. I wanted Which yeah. came back in the DLC yeah, with an actual come. model. It came back in Borderlands <laughs> 2. Like I I thought that those these little just you threw a dart, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and it, and it actually became like that the first time I saw an actual kind of truck singing and wrestling. Yeah. That
0: kind of stuff I feel very, I actually feel kind of strongly about, you know, keeping the cohesiveness of the universe. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, in it, another example of that, not, not, not the writing, but like that same kind of weird thing we do with our brains when we parse the universe. Um, I had people that were really passionate about this question. The question they had for me was, is Hammerlock African American? And my answer was There's no Africa. There's no Africa. <laughs> Nor America. <laughs> there's no America. Like it, none of that exists in the Borderlands universe, right? He's so black. if you're curious if about that's the that's what color you're of asking. The, yeah, if you're curious about the color of his skin, like look at the pixels, man. Yeah, like I there. Don't,
1: that's um, a strange question.
0: It was interesting, right?
1: Because it's a trap both ways. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you're like, yes, I know it's you. a trap. <laughs> but the,
0: yeah, and it could be that was the goal. They were trying to, they're trying to trap me because people. But it, but I it have is sort of interesting. Like I'm disappointed. None of my trolls want to call. You were trying so hard want, to get some I'm, trolls. B- like, gosh, they were on please, my Twitter earlier. I
1: can please, guarantee you that.
0: Why wouldn't you call, troll? I'm giving you an open door. Oh. Oh well. Um, but yeah, giving
1: you an open door and a room with no door.
0: <laughs> oh man! Um, um, so um, you had you said you had like five questions. I was
1: over exaggerating, but okay. I do have a follow up yeah. that is incredibly unfair. Oh, do yeah. you think games should cost more than sixty dollars? I am specifically talking about AAA, Switch, Xbox One, PC. Uh,
0: no, I think that I think that we. Uh, both as a customer, I think we're benefiting. I think as a customer, I benefit from that consistency yeah. in that line. And I think, and as a creator, I think we benefit in a similar way. Um, I think that uh, if price goes up, the number of people we reach goes down. And my goal as an entertainer is to try to reach as many people as that possible. That is a fantastic answer.
1: Follow up question Do you think movies should cost less to go to? <laughs> because, um, like, some places you might spend seventeen fifty to buy one ticket to go yeah, to work I go home. to IPIC, you know. But yeah, that could be 20 The, the thing is,
0: like, I don't know. I don't know enough about that business. Um, I, I do know the business is still working. Um, I, and I know that when there's a certain class of film, where the way I want to experience that film is in a movie theater with a giant screen and a massive sound system, and that there's a movie I just I, that's a movie I won't watch on. The idea that somebody would watch Thor Ragnarok on an iPhone four is just I I don't to know.
1: Gently massage your point. Yeah, not everyone is this because like I I used to be there. I've gone through some changes. We'll say I'm blind out of my right eye. Like I, I can't move as well. I don't do great in yeah. auditorium-like places because I could fall and yeah. die.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, don't want to do that.
1: Right. So, so accessibility
0: people, aside, okay, accessibility okay, okay. aside. I mean, that's I, like because like, I agree with you, but like, I'm like, yeah, I the, watch them. F- the fact that like there's someone with no hearing and no sight that you know might enjoy a story if they had some way to deliver it to them through touch. Um, well, that's what the know, miracle
1: worker was about, right? And once upon a time, boom! What a reference, nailed it.
0: And and I think uh, and I, I think that that's that's a different accessibility is a different kind sure, of issue. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I and, and I I think, di- I, I, sometimes
1: you know, it's an assault. Like if I go to iPic and cool. it's up turned up too loud, I, yeah. I'm actually like scared. Like, like it's a heavy because it, you generally don't want your audience to be like, yeah. well, sure. Thor Ragnarok was kind of loud. It was, I like it, though. I it mean, was it's an like, obi- oh, I
0: love that. I movie. wish I could have been in one of those audiences. I, I've, I've heard stories of like back when film was first being introduced and they would take a projector and a screen into an old vaudeville theater yeah. where no one the best anyone had ever done is seen like a still picture. Mm-hmm. And they played the the film where the the, the train would come at the
1: oh wherever where it arrives on yeah, the train yeah like the, the
0: the great train robbery or something and the audience would yes. get uncomfortable and they'd get up out of their seats and run away from the train like it was going to hit them because the train's coming at the camera in first person and uh, I wish I could be in one of those audiences and have that feeling I keep waiting for it um, you know the 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 promise. Uh, Decade or so ago of 3D was trying to say, "Hey, you're gonna feel that again," and it it didn't happen for me.
1: But you you almost certainly have had that reaction in a video game.
0: I mean, and I, and I that was our film invention I, of our. I adventure. haven't though, and and I like, you've never been
1: like ah oh, and like freaking no, out. No, and even oh, VR. And, and you need like, to play Resident Evil Seven. Maybe. The first
0: the first video game I recall playing was the Colossal Cave Adventure. Yeah, and it was a miracle for me and that's that uh, it it more than any other thing is why i'm a game developer today but it wasn't that kind of it wasn't a spectacle i mean it was a text adventure so i did all the work in my yeah. head but the, the to me the dream was like oh my god this it, there's an entire world in here i can instruct the computer that i want to walk north and the computer will give me feedback as if I walked north. I right, did it all right, in text, right. you know. But I felt like there's an entire universe, which means holy shit, infinite universes. And somebody created this particular one, and we can all create universes. I
1: remember when I was at my uncle's apartment when I was like four, and he had Ultima One in DOS, like that, that yeah, yeah. the sort of ASCII art person that's just dashes and yeah, like yeah. it's it's a visual word, but that was all I needed. Yeah, I, I went into another room. I, it was the living room. I pulled the blanket off the couch and I made myself a cape cuz I was so sure that I had to wear a That's cape amazing. to play this game. <laughs> and it was like it was just a little guy. around yeah, yeah. but it but it was so deep and so involving that you do the work. It's like games look too well now. Like they look too good where we're not doing any of the work anymore and I wonder if that actually so, hurt us. You know,
0: Ultima it's 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 a basically a roguelike and right. and it's it's that style of RPG where it's about leveling up and getting more powerful and growing. It is, it is a, a, a it is an ancestor to Borderlands. Like it like Ultima. Uh, Borderlands is a descendant of Ultima, and it is also a descendant of Colossal Cave Adventure. In fact, if you take those two things together, universe and style, yeah, and you blend that with the universe and style of Colossal Cave, the fact that there is a universe and there is a style, and you blend that with the the, the growth and compulsion loop of uh, Ultima, and you have half of the equation yeah, uh, of, off, of Borderlands. Actually, yeah, you're not far off, You still need Wolfenstein 3D before you get the rest of it. You still need to wait until the, yeah. the early 90s because you need to get a first-person real-time action game before you get the rest of it. Um, but, man... Yeah, ah, oh, memories, so fond. <laughs> uh, so, what are you playing right now? Uh, Battle Chef Brigade still. Oh, nice! You playing on Switch? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I I got a I. <laughs> I did the launch. Is it tra- on
0: other platforms?
1: Is it on Steam? Or yeah, it's or? on it's on PC. It's on Steam yeah. and and yeah. Switch. But yeah. I did the launch trailer for that game. Oh, nice! Which was super fun. Yeah, but I got a I got a Switch code because I already had it on PC and uh-huh. I was like, can I get a phone call? <laughs> Uh Because I made you a trainer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they 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 hooked me up and I've been every night just. That's awesome. The Switch is so easy, to to just grab out of the the cradle and it's just. So great. It's what I read before bed I, lately, which is probably I, terrible. I, I'm, I'm so, so grateful I for out. the Switch.
0: I think I it's it. such a genius device. The idea that Nintendo finally. I mean, this is the thing that I love the most. 100% of the development creativity within Nintendo is now working on a single platform. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't had that since before the Game Boy, the original Game Boy. Because there's always been people working on the handheld platform. Which is huge for them. And people, Yeah, massive. People working on the handheld platform and then people working on whatever the console is. Identical. And now they're the same platform. So I I threw it in my
1: bag on a whim to go to Thanksgiving dinner. Just like, well, because we knew my niece and nephew would be there. One of their friends was going to be there. I thought, why not? Threw it in my bag. Pulled it out. Pulled out a couple of extra Joy-Cons. They played, non because the three of them can play together, because yeah. you can separate the controllers, just put it on. Ugh. I showed them the kickstand, because yeah. they were bouncing on their lap. Yeah. I'm like, no, it has a little stand on it. it. Like, and that broke yeah, their brain. Yeah, yeah. And it's
0: like... These guys thought of everything. But they did. They like, did.
1: the Nintendo Switch is, like, perfect. Yeah, I'm just- so glad that they saved that Zelda and that Mario for that system. Because yes. it's also like, okay, these are hugely high watermarks for even you. Yes. Like a high watermark for Zelda yeah. is Have a you- phrase in and of itself. <laughs> like,
0: Have you played Odyssey? Oh, I've beaten both. Have you gotten all the moons?
1: No, yeah. I think you asked me that when I was on the phone oh, last that's right, week. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Like, right. 500 is like, oh. there's a lot of moons. I, I, I haven't gotten it's all. My, my problem is new games keep coming out. Yes, I know. I haven't played Wolfenstein 2 yet. I, I need to. It's on my queue. That's my on queue. my queue. Is that co-op? We should play together.
0: Um, I don't think so. I wish it was. Hey, guys. Uh, next game. Next game. Uh, Didn't we show everyone? Make co-op games. You will do Yeah, better. it did okay
1: for Borderlands, <laughs> I've heard um yeah i i need more i actually am finishing up battle chef right now so i i need another game what do you recommend
0: um well i said assassin's creed earlier um did you play shadows uh mordor or over mordor whatever it is
1: no i played i i saw that the other day and i
0: yeah did you play the what, what the game that it's a successor to what was it shadow oh no
1: i played the first one but not the second one yeah the newest one just came out
0: that's shadow of war or Shadow
1: of Ward, or I don't, as, I don't know everyone. what it's called. It's whatever the they, new. Fucking... There's some branding hiccups it's in there. It's a new I Tolkien think. game. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking from about. The Monolith. Troy Ghost, Baker's
0: right? the main character yeah, in it. It's
1: great. Doing an English accent. It's great. Could have hired an English guy. It's great. It is great,
0: actually. How how great for Troy, by the way?
1: Troy Troy went from guy we like put in a closet to record Brothers in Arms because he's like, I want to get into this to like the dude.
0: He's done every voice. Like, I feel so great that we helped him kick off his career. It's awesome. Like, but he he has the voice for it. We just gave him a I, stage, and then everybody yeah, went, "Oh yeah, him." Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, we mean, we we were lucky that we oh, dis- for sure. we discovered for sure. we discovered him. Um I remember, uh, we were you there when we were playing poker, and he was like, he came to poker. Yeah, he once? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, he was, I've not heard this. Story. And it was he, he his career hadn't really started. He had just done. The Brothers in Arms thing with us, the first game. Yeah, the
1: second one he did was that surgeon game for Nintendo. Or yeah, whatever yeah, and
0: he was like, "I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, you you're, <laughs> you're good to go. You've got this. Is going to be okay. You, you've got, you've got a gift, and yeah. and uh, yeah, man, he's 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 done great. Did you ever I love hearing him perform?
1: See that video of it was it was when he was doing. Um, there was that was it Vita or. PSP, I don't remember which of the two handhelds, but it was uh, Origins of, of like, the Arkham Asylum games, okay. um, and he was taking the place of Mark Hamill as the Joker. Wow, I did not. So How'd he do? So that it's one of the moments of Comic-Con literally ever. I think it was New York Comic-Con or Seattle, I'm not sure, but someone in the audience was like, hey, these are big shoes, can we hear it? And he does the most pitch perfect Mark Hamill Joker I've ever heard. One. Two, (laughs) it was the speech from the end of the killing joke or something. Like it was like every. It was like nerd moment. It was. He played it perfectly and i was like i was like a proud dad at that that's point so i was like awesome. that's my boy that's my boy troy um <laughs> that's so great yeah you should look that video up because it is phenomenal like if you close okay. your eyes you cannot tell send me it's a link mark- okay i will send me a link i will that's for great. sure
0: that's awesome oh i got a mark hamill story you want to hear my mark hamill story
1: yeah because there's there's no bad mark hamill stories so there.
0: i'm 22 i'm working at Universal City Walk, at a nightclub called Wizards, I'm um, performing magic. Uh, Christy and we weren't married yet. Um, she's working at a retail store on Universal City Walk called Captain Coconuts, which is uh, it's where they sell stuffed animals to tourists.
1: Had all three Star Wars movies come out? Yes, at this point. No,
0: no, no. The uh, only the original trilogy. So that's what I meant. Yeah, not sorry, not the not the not the new not the prequels. Well, the
1: prequels were like '99. Yeah, so this
0: we're talking. Early 2000s. I
1: was mostly I was asking if Jedi was out yet. Probably
0: 93, 94. Okay. Oh.
1: Jedi oh, was out. Okay. So, so I just made you like 60 years old. Apparently, in my head, <laughs> I did that math very wrong.
0: Yeah. So, um, on City Walk, um, Mark Hamill, uh, Christy, Christy, Mark Hamill goes into Christy's store. Okay. This is before cell phones, right? So, after <laughs> no he leaves, photos. she runs over to 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 my where I'm working and she says, dude, I just met Mark Hamill. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is he still around? You've got to get, you've got to get him to sign something for me. Right. So there's a comic book shop on city walk and I'm like, go to the comic book shop, buy anything that star, anything star Wars at all. There's it something in should there. Should be. Yeah. Uh, you know, t- I don't care how long of a lunch break you have to take or whatever. Run up and down until you find it. Cause I, I was performing. I could not leave. You have to do this. So she does it. And she's like, she's like, sweet, this is a fun mission. And you know Christy. Like, yeah. she loves making friends with people. You gave her a goal. She's going to yeah, achieve yeah. it. absolutely. Also, she loves making friends with people. She's like, yeah. I'm going to fucking get Mark Hamill. This is going to be cool, right? So um, uh, she finds these. She she goes to the store. She buys a couple of postcards, um, both with Luke Skywalker on them. Wow. And, uh, and she finds him. And she... So she just had to like track him down yes, wherever he's he he still in City Walk somewhere. Wow! She finds him, and she said she tells him some story, right? And uh, uh, the story basically she lied to him. Of course, this some she had to be Randy because <laughs> he had to, he had to make the thing out to Randy. Yeah, right. So, um, so
1: yeah, this is like several layers removed of like. So weird. the first
0: the first postcard that he signed like for Randy. I can't remember what the word, what the word was, but it was kind of like a flirty sentiment and there's hearts and stuff all over it. She, he, she's writes little hearts and he signs Mark. Please Hamill.
1: tell me he signed the second one to for eBay.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So he's he done that before. No, he did it. He did it for Randy. And, but, but he was, he was flirting with Christy. Like there's hearts and like, I, I can't remember the, the words, but it was great. It was great. But Christy decides, okay, for the second one, this is for my boyfriend, so I don't want it flirty. So she says something that tips him off. She says, like, hey, can you, on the second one, maybe no hearts, maybe no flirtiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, somehow, but he, he must have been hip.
1: First of all, everything I've ever signed, I add hearts to it. So that doesn't mean <laughs> I'm flirting with them. I had lots of
0: hearts. (laughs) I I should start doing that. Hearts are hilarious. I don't do hearts.
1: When it's like a huge... Like, my favorite to to write hearts are on... is like when we're at PAX and we're doing the signings outside of Main Theater. I love signing every uh, Krieg cosplay when they're like huge, muscular... You know, cosplayers and they're like, sign this. And I'm like, hearts, 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 hearts,
0: hearts thank you. Because that makes me laugh for some reason. So the second one didn't have hearts. Oh. The second one, here's how I know that here's how I know that he was clued in. What he wrote was force yourself. <laughs> that was he's like, Dear Randy, force, force yourself, yourself, Mark Hamill.
1: <laughs> I mean for, I mean it's it's a dig, but he signed it. He so. did,
0: he did. He won that. He man. Totally, I thought it was great. It's like the a guys, he's hilarious a hilarious bit. He's genius, and this was like you know early nineties. Yeah. So yeah. So that's 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 my Mark Hamill story from back in the day. Um, there was a time, oh gosh, years later, um, it was a gearbox. He called. He, he was working on some comic book, and he wanted to see if we would do a video game based on it. Can't even remember what the comic book was. Yeah. Huh. Do you remember that? I think I told you about it when it
1: happened. I remember a Joss Whedon one. That might maybe be what he you're was, thinking of. He
0: might have been involved with it, yeah. So,
1: there. well, there was a Joss Whedon thing back yeah, in the maybe day. maybe Because the, they, they were shopping the, the I don't remember, the spinoff of Buffy, the future one. Frey? Frey, I think it was It Frey. all blends it's together. A, well, there was no Frey video
0: game. Yeah, all of the, uh, gosh, man, I, I wish I had written down, like, all the times random folks would try to, would call us and see if we'd build a video. Well, I mean,
1: we, there, there's so many like fun stories. There's like the Ridley Scott ones. There's Michael Mann one. Like there's, there's like all of the fun little side. Cause I remember we were at Michael Mann's office and we were so late to a flight. What, what game were we working on? Where that even made sense? Oh, we were trying to, it was the heat deal. Yeah. We're trying to do heat and we're talking, we're just, I got that deal. we were just me and Randy just sitting, talking to Michael Mann, like chilling out in his office We have uh, a flight in an hour, like completely across the city. And I'm, of course, biting all of my fingers off because I'm I'm like, like, we're never going to make it. We're going to die. And Randy's like, I used to live in L.A. I know what's up. I know how to get us there. (laughs) And we get in the rental car and proceed to make it to the airport, which is like 45 minutes away. Our GPS said it was over an hour. We made it there in 20 minutes, <laughs> taking every, like, at, at one point, I think we were driving through the sewers. I don't even know. Like, I did the canal
0: route. <laughs> it was. We were like,
1: we're going to take a drift through this banana or bread real quick. <laughs> like, it was, but it was that kind of, we, yeah. drove, we definitely drove the wrong way through a parking garage. That yeah, happened. Yeah. But it, was, it was like, Randy's like, trust me. I man. was like,
0: we're going to get there, but we're going to have to act like we're in a Michael Mann movie. It, in it, order to make it, it did line like, you up. Have to drive that way, but that that was one it moment was in on my brand. career.
1: What was like? If Randy tells you not to worry, don't worry. Like <laughs> it might be terrifying.
0: What one of my favorite things? I'm not sure. There was one of the meetings we had with Michael. I'm not sure if you were on, on this one or not. Tell me if you were. Um, I was debating with freaking Eddings. He was convinced. Eddings wasn't there. So, so it was a different we, Yeah. So I, he was convinced. This was back at the beginning of Blu-ray, before it really launched. He was convinced that Blu-ray was gonna die and that HD DVD was gonna be the winner.
1: I was also convinced of this. I never would and have I, argued Michael freaking man about and it. And I was though. like,
0: I'm like, no, dude, there's no Blu-ray's got this in the bag. You don't understand. And so we go, so so we go, we are at the office. Yeah. And Michael's like, uh, yeah, I'm just doing an edit of Miami Vice. Uh, for um, uh, for HD DVD. Oh, and so David's like, okay, settle this argument for us. Oh no,
1: it was clear from like day one that HD DVD was gonna lose. So he's but so I Michael still is, bought it. Michael
0: right. is working on the HD exclusive for Miami Vice was going to be on HD DVD, and he was literally working on the edit at his desktop, and David decides he's gonna. Ask Michael to settle the argument, thinking he's already got it in the bag. He says, okay, Randy and I have been arguing Blu-ray versus HD DVD. Randy's convinced it's Blu-ray. <laughs> David, I, I think it's HD DVD. What do you say?
1: What, why? And guess
0: what Michael says? He says, Blu-ray. <laughs> he says, <"They> got- <laughs> of course he, he did. Says, and he says, Sony's got the muscle. Of course. Hello? <laughs> they shipped a Sony's console. Got the with, mus- they got the they muscle. They did it with DVDs, too. They started that and whole so, thing. like And I'm like, it's, I mean, look, it's business, man. In that moment in time. It's a business. HDVD man. was trying to buy some exclusives, throwing some coin around. Yeah, you'll, you'll do them a custom freaking HD edit. Why not? Yeah. You know, we, we're all freaking whores. We got to pay the bills, man. <laughs> we got to eat. <laughs> I, I
1: still have some of my HD DVDs like Zodiac and Hot Fuzz. And like, <laughs> I now reown them on Blu-ray. So on my shelf, there's like two of
0: certain movies. Cause oh, I that's bought amazing. Eight- because
1: I, I started
0: a collection. Do of you still HD- have a functional HD DVD player? Uh, it is not plugged in, but I do. Was it a standalone or did it plug into your Xbox? No, I
1: bought a standalone. Far I bought. Bu- I was a early like first adopter.
0: That's amazing. So you bought it. You were hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I
1: own the Betamax of its generation, yes, basically. Yes,
0: yes, that you bet the wrong way. Well, you know what we've done, Mikey. We this is the perils of getting us on a show together. We spent the entire show just talking and reminiscing and bullshitting, it's but it great, was awesome. Though. We should always I, do. I this. had so much fun. We're, I did too. We're, we're pretty much out of time, but I had so much fun right just on. hanging out with you and chatting about this. Um, do you want to do the show again? Oh, of course. Of course. Awesome, awesome. Um, this is super fun. One of these times, um, I think, uh, like there's going to be times, in fact, when I am not going to be able to be in town. Does um, that mean
1: I get to host it with Lily? Say Yes, say yes. I think that say should yes. be the thing. I think okay, you good. guys
0: should do a show together. What do you think? I absolutely. Ooh, sweetness, man. Well, this was so much fun. It was. It was awesome. And well, now we get to go eat dinner and drink. We're gonna eat at Nirvana. So if anybody wants to come and say hi, we'll be uh, we'll be there. We're gonna we're gonna just do a couple things here, wrap up, make sure the mm-hmm. show's uploaded, um, and everything's sorted, and then. Uh, elisa and evan and mikey and i and um is joe around i guess he'll join us so we're all going to be down there so cast and crew and if anybody does want to stop by and say hi we'll be there you should. otherwise uh we'll see you uh we'll see you next week thank you for enjoying the at Nerdvana live podcast cheers bye